Hey, hey, and welcome to the Three Levels Deep podcast. I'm your host this week, Santo, and we're joined by Matt. Hello. And, you know, it's it's been a, a long road for us here at the podcast. We've had some ups, we've had some downs. We've had some people show up, we've had some people t- take a break. But today, we would like to formally introduce the return of Alex. Hello. I'm back. Uh, we are yeah. now three again. <laughs> three again. It's not just three, two levels deep. I mean, two levels deep, that's... What is that? That's not enough is what it is. No, we need to go deeper. We need to go deeper. That's right. You so, might even say we have to control the depth of oh our God. discussion. <laughs> yes. Um, nice, nice segue. Because <laughs> we're... Me and you uh, played some control. We did. We, uh, I, I, I beat the main story. I'm about uh, six hours in. Um, I'm like, I'm liking it quite a bit so far. It's, it's been a really good time. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny. I haven't played like kind of a story-driven single-player game that's modern in so long. They mostly don't exist anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's almost it's like it, it was funny because it was almost a throwback in that sense. I was like, man, when was the last? I was trying to remember when the, what the last game I played that actually was a character driven for like uh, a third person shooter, I guess that was like a relatively recent release. And I I still can't remember. <laughs> Half-Life 2 Episode 2, maybe? Jeez. I, I'm sure there's something newer than that, but I just couldn't... Uh, it's not off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, I I liked it a lot. Uh, it's a really... I, I feel like the game ha- has a very strong, just, like, kind of art direction, aesthetic, and mood. Yeah, Like, the totally. game is incredibly moody, like, in a good way. Yeah, like a lot of games, I feel like if they when they do these kind of like cold open, don't present a lot of information up front, like some of them just don't feel great. This one, I think, drip feeds the information to you uh, at a really good pace and at in a really like good way. Where you know, every so often you, the main character will just like say to themselves like a bit of key information that you ha- didn't know up until that point. And you, you find out, you know, as you go. Yeah. Oh, man. That actually reminds me of one small complaint that I mostly, mostly it's just me. I sometimes found it hard to tell the difference between the main character, uh, whose name is Jesse. So we can just, that's not a spoiler at all. No. Uh, so Jesse talks to herself as like narration and it's just her kind of thinking things. But then she also talks to other characters. And because a lot of the dialogue is just in, like, in the gameplay, you don't necessarily see her mouth moving. And there were times when I got confused where I was like, is she saying this to other characters or is this just narration? And I don't know, maybe that was just, that might have been just me. Partially. uh, I haven't had a problem with that yet. Her, Her tone, like does change when she's doing her like you know internal monologue very kind of stuff. slightly so yeah. 
at, at least in like the like sit down talking cutscenes, like you get a close up of you know her eyes as she's doing the narration. Yeah. So it's like very clear in that respect. Yeah, but the yeah when when you have like a mixture of narration and and dialogue as you're controlling the character walking around, I definitely got confused a couple times. Very minor point. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the beginning of the game, it's very confusing as to who's she's talking to a lot of the time, even in those internal monologues. Yeah. Because, that... And I don't think this is a spoiler, but because it, you know, you figure this out very, very quickly, but there's like some kind of weird other thing going on with her where she's talking to somebody else in her mind. Yeah. And you'll find out what that is as you play the game. Uh, but yeah, very strong cold open, and it does the uh, yeah it, do, it 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 does the drip feeding of information really well. But it, it like I feel like a lot of the time when you have this situation where oh the characters in the weird unknown unfamiliar situation environment whatever, and that character you are like things get explained to the character to explain them to the audience. Sometimes that's done very badly, but it was done very well here. Like it, it, it wasn't, it never felt like, it never felt like the exposition was, was unneeded. Mm-hmm. And like the exposition always made sense in the context of what was happening in the story. And a lot of the exposition is optional. So if you want to just play the game, you don't have to listen to every single piece of information. No, a lot of the information about the world is presented in uh, optional cutscenes or optional reading materials. Yeah, I, I want to talk a bit about the optional reading materials because I haven't like actually read uh, much of them yet. But uh, I, I kind of don't like that as much, um, specifically like picking up like readable things. Like there's different things in the world that you'll like turn on a radio and hear and hear audio of stuff or you'll go into an area and then like a video will just start playing on a monitor i I like that bit but having to stop and read something i think it breaks up the flow a little bit and i'm going to talk about another uh game a little bit later that does the exact same thing and it's like i understand that you want to build this world but some of these games are putting so much text in their games uh that it's I don't know. The yeah. writing really needs to be really good for me yeah, to like, I, I find, uh, uh, interact with that at that level. I find if, if, if any game I'm playing, if there's a text log, if I don't read it the moment I pick it up, I don't go back to it. Oh, so in Control, <laughs> huh, in Control, the unread ones are very, they're highlighted with flashing red triangles. Yep. <laughs> okay, that might get me to go back, back to it because I'm obsessed over just like clearing out any like notification in my menu saying oh there's new shit over yeah. here i, I gotta clear that <laughs> actually stuff actually that's one thing i i didn't always like is that the menu has notifications for absolutely everything even just picking up new materials which you use for crafting and we'll get to that later well i mean that's i don't know at some point you just have to be like okay whatever like like the materials uh, section of the menu. I just like I don't care about. Yeah, that part. the material <laughs> it's, it's section fine. has a separate tab, so it's like whatever. But it's still just this flashing, annoying thing when you're in the menu. At, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. So also, I was I was just gonna say. So with with the reading materials, like for those who aren't aware, 
you know, the the game, I don't want to say too much about the story because, like, just that kind of, it's full of spoilers. But the sort of vibe is if the SCP Foundation was, like, basically just an arm of the U.S. government, that's the sort of organization and, that... And for those who don't know, what is the SCP Foundation? And so for if you don't know what the SCP Foundation is, it's basically this sort of organic... Um, it's this it, now it's a website you can just search it up but it started as a series of kind of like creepy creepy pasta posts <laughs> and so it would be like weird objects uh that are uh found that are managed by this shadowy organization that's trying to protect that's trying to like contain them and scp literally stands for secure containment procedure because the sort of the gimmick is that for each of these weird supernatural entities, uh, the SCP dash zero zero like whatever four twenty sixty nine, which I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure that's a real one uh, because it is a bit of a just you know it's just a it's a collaborative community kind of uh, the the question is is that one of the harmless SCPs? <laughs> uh, it probably is, or maybe it's not. I don't know. Um, but like one of the most classic, uh, SCPs is this, like, it's a weird statue mannequin thing. Almost baby-esque. Yeah. In nature, but it's like seven feet tall. Yeah. But when you look at it, it just stays, and it's like made of paper mache. When you look at it, it stays still, uh, and doesn't do anything. It's just like a fixed statue. But if you look away and then you look back, it's closer to you. Or blink. Or if you blink, yeah, every time you blink, it gets closer to you. Mm-hmm. And so, at any time you're not looking at it, you know, it'll get closer to you. But if it reaches you, it just, like, rips you to shreds. And this, like, this was a very classic kind of post. And then the SCP is this doc. it's this fake, like, government document about how to, con- how to contain this supernatural papier-mâché statue that's seven feet tall and kills people. Yeah, just detailing all the information they have on it, how to contain it. Yeah. Just well, but not no, not all the information because there's a bunch of stuff. There's that's some redacted. stuff that's redacted. Yeah, it's yeah, redacted, <laughs> and but that's kind of the whole. And that's kind of the whole like mystique of like the SCP stuff. It's this community collaborative um, project of creating all these sort of like creepy horror stories. And there's like thousands of them formatted to read up on. as redacted <laughs> government containment procedures. So that's that's sort of the thing. But um, I think actually they have. It's been going for a while, and they actually have a fairly uh, elaborate. They actually have copyright on it. I'm not exactly sure how it works, <laughs> but you're not allowed right. to just like use the SCP stuff as is. That's that's funny because like that whole paper doll that gets closer when you're not looking at it thing. Like I'm pretty sure there have been multiple games uh, that so, have used that as a as a concept. So like the concept games. you can use the concept, and in fact, Control I mean, has. A, you can't copyright ideas, right? Yeah, so. control has a uh, control has an entity that is a thing that you have to look at it, and if you look away, it tears you to shreds. Oh, okay, but I haven't it's gone that far yet. It's different. It's not. <laughs> it's not a statue, uh, and so they kind of like. There's a lot of things, especially in the, you know, the readables that you pick up, where it's basically it's basically an SCP article in everything but name. Because the actual the name SCP is copyrighted by this community project, and you're not allowed to use it without like 
I have no idea. I think they have a non-profit yeah. foundation now, <laughs> kind of like Wikipedia. Like the whole project has gotten quite elaborate at this point. But control is basically if uh, you know if if you were to just have a you know uh, it's an organization like that, but they didn't want to have yeah. to deal with any of the bullshit of that community project. And this so, has actually made me more interested in checking out control now. Yeah, like that's <laughs> knowing that's, what it is. Yeah, that's the whole concept. Is that you know? So I barely knew anything about control. Like, yeah, the whole concept is that basically your character is thrust into this world that is essentially the SCP organization, except it's called uh, the Federal Bureau of Control. Yeah, and, as in controlling and the supernatural. And there's and things around that are objects of power that you know do weird things, but are normal everyday objects and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, but going back to this. So the whole thing about these these readable collectibles is that a lot of them are like they're really trying to be like those classic SCP like uh, creepy pasta posts, but they're just I don't want to say they're poorly written, but I don't think they're as well written as a lot of the like really good SCP stuff. Part of that is because you know there's a lot the thousands of these scps that have been created over the years and they've gotten edited over time by a lot a large group of people to be like really kind of fine-tuned to be like having the right vibe mm -hmm. and so because of that like some of them are just like really really well written and uh, the stuff in the control has a much smaller writing team effectively yeah uh, because it's just one game and so although they're not badly written they're not as interesting or intriguing to read yeah i read pretty much i read pretty much all of it because i don't know the flashing light got me yeah i mean i will read them at some point but i was more just like i just kind of wanted to keep playing and but see yeah like the main story it and, does uh, it does break gameplay and stuff it does break the first. flow yeah um, it does break the flow a little bit. A little bit. I, I, but not, I, and not, I like the vi I like the videos a lot. The videos more. are really, really good, and the videos um, are incredibly well made. Yeah, uh, so like they're really funny. One thing that we should mention, if you don't know, is that this control is made by uh, Remedy. Uh, they made the they made Quantum Break. They made uh, the Alan Wake games. Uh, I, the first and maybe the second Max Payne game. I forget when. Uh, they made the first two. Yes. The first two. Okay. Uh, so, uh, like they. They like putting some live action into into their games for sure, <laughs> and yeah. so they, they they do that in like some really great ways here. I think. Yeah, actually, um, it was really funny. Uh, I I feel like so. Uh, this is a very minor spoiler, but uh, there's no new technology in the Federal Bureau of Control. There's a document that hand waves us away by saying that oh, new technology doesn't work inside the because of paranormal supernatural reasons or something like that there, there there's a uh post on one of like the clipboards on the wall that says like you need clearance level five to even use the internet <laughs> oh yeah well or or they say well and also a lot of the stuff just breaks yeah like you try to take modern tech into the place it just breaks and a part of me feels like that's a silly it's a silly thing but a hundred percent like they just wanted the aesthetic of sort of that like you know yeah. 60s 60s-esque like bureaucratic uh infrastructure and one of the things that i i feel like they did it for is like 
they have this incredible video reel uh, projector light cone effect. So like mm-hmm. when you have these videos, the animation obviously like plays a video on the projector that's on a screen. But you but you get this light cone as if the projector is hitting dust in the air, mm-hmm. and you can actually see like the video contents are actually like color like the color of the video is actually coloring the dust in the air yeah. as an animation. And I'm like, that animation is so cool. Somebody at the studio made that animation first. And then they're like, okay, we need a 60s film projector aesthetic. <laughs> How do we make that game? <laughs> <laughs> the whole game's made just to get that one, 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 one video effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not, but... Yeah, there's a lot of great little touches uh, that, that they've done here. For example, like early on, like... There's a walking into this place. I see a wet floor sign. I walk into it. I accidentally knock it over. I'm like, oh, there's physics in this game. There's a puddle. And you walk on the puddle, and your footsteps sound like they're on wet carpet. I'm like, oh, game of the year right here. And do you start <laughs> leaving wet footprints as you leave the puddle too? I mean, no. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. the game, the game, uh, the game looks visually very surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting it to look as good as it does, especially because you know I don't have. I, I'm on a laptop. I'm on a gaming laptop with a sort of like 1660, which is not a. It's like a mid-range card at best, and the game still looks uh, amazing. And I think a lot of that really just comes down to the decisions that they made for what they were going for. Where the whole the whole place is like very geometric and very. I I would say it's like. The word brutalism gets tossed around too much, I think, to sometimes just mean, oh, ugly concrete. But, yeah. like, in its, like, really, like, original architectural form, brutalism is, like, it's like a statement piece where the architects were sort of intentionally making sort of a bit of a dehumanizing, like, structural... Uh, like structural art that is intentionally dehumanizing. Yeah. I mean, remember, this is a government building. Yeah. <laughs> government yeah. office building. <laughs> like yeah. they're like there's you're fighting around like a bunch of cubicles and like just like, you know, big concrete like pillars and shit. Yeah. But like but like the really sort of pinnacle jewels of brutalism are actually kind of cool in a way and control like ab- absolutely is funneling that like most interesting strain of brutalist architecture into all the environments. Um and it's interesting because, you know, sometimes the environments are kind of shifting and moving and, and, and you know, there's like different configurations of rooms in a sense. And the aesthetic just is perfect for it. But it's also easy to render because everything's <laughs> full of squares yep. and rectangles. <laughs> yeah, Maybe like a triangle occasionally. <laughs> like, I remember this game was one of the first, like, showcases of, like, ray tracing and stuff like that. It's yeah. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> when you don't have a bunch of curved surfaces, ray yeah. tracing is a little easier. Yeah, yeah. ray tracing is <laughs> easy without curved surfaces, and there's barely any there's barely there's barely any areas with curves. There's a couple areas that are a bit more open. Open. Let's or, say. Or, let's not let's not go like too much too much because some of the areas that you go into are just like pretty striking for like what you've seen up until that point. Yeah. Like, oh, that's crazy that they put this environment here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really interesting environments. Um, And 
I don't think I've ever played a game where I'm like, oh man, this office architecture is incredible. <laughs> but Control does it. Like, really, really cool. Mm. Like, And yeah, just like I said, extremely strong art direction like in the game as a whole, mm -hmm. I would say. It's a very red game. Maybe the most red game I've played. It also is extremely red, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I... Earlier when you were talking about like just the mood of the game, I think this game strikes a really good balance between like creepiness and tension, but it never as at least up until this point, it's never gotten to the point of like jump scares or anything. Like it doesn't go into that kind of territory, no. which I'm very very happy about. No, I, I I would say that there is there is exactly one enemy type that is kind of a jump scare sometimes, but it it only gets you once. Yeah. And if it gets you after that, it's because you weren't paying attention to where it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I, I want to just back paddle, paddle a little bit for a second. So that's the most read game. I'd like to counter that argument with anything on the Virtual Boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Oh. You know, you did get us there. <laughs> you, you got us. It's true. Well, I, okay. I'm going to argue that this game is more read because you can look at it for longer. <laughs> you will so see you get more red. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> like with the virtual way, there's going to be downtime on the amount of red that you can uh, take in because your eyes will just <laughs> you, bad things will happen to your eyes if you're looking at that thing for too long. Uh, all right, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about the like actual gameplay of this because um, I think the combat is oh, phenomenal. Actually, just in this one game. more thing oh, yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah. about the just related to the aesthetic. Uh, this game has the most, like, sh this game has made me just, like, noticeably think this is incredible shot framing more than any other game I've played. Hmm. Like, you know, when you're watching, like, a really well shot movie and you're like, oh, man, these camera angles are just, like, really, really supporting the mood of what's going on right now. The game does that. Um, especially early on, there's a lot of like really extreme camera angles, but like they just support like building tension or mood or just like kind of helping to showcase like how well put together the environments are. And I don't think a lot of games really do that. Even games that are maybe more story and narrative focused, there's not as much of a like a lot of times, cutscenes are kind of boring to watch. A lot yeah. of games, and there are some boring cutscenes in this game. I'm not gonna lie. There are talking head cutscenes. Most of those ones are optional, uh, but a lot of the cutscenes that are unskippable part of the story are just they're really well framed and well put together. Like you can the, skip the cutscenes. <laughs> oh, you can skip the regular cutscenes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't bother because yeah, they were really, <laughs> really they're really good cutscenes and. Like, maybe the writing and the dialogue isn't always great, but... Disagree. It's... It's above average. It's a, Okay, <laughs> for a game, it's good. But if it was a movie, sometimes it'd be like, eh. Uh, like, it's, it's above average for a game, for sure. Anyway. Um, but the... But it's... it's The shot framing, I'm telling you. It's mm -hmm. so good. It's so good. Anyway, all right. Yeah, we there's move on actually, to the actual gameplay now. <laughs> no, well, now it's my turn to be like, oh wait, wait, wait. There's one other thing. Uh, so I, I encountered a, a part of the game where I was walking, 
And then I walk into this room and I see this just like streak of like darkness on my screen. And it's like, oh, that's weird. What's going on there? And then as I'm moving around, it's getting bigger and bigger until it completely envelops the screen. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Then about like five seconds pass and I'm still in control. I'm just of the game. I'm just like, wait a second. This is the bug, isn't it? It was a bug. Oh, no. (laughs) But the way it happened, I wish I got a recording of it because maybe it'll happen again. I'll get a recording. It looked like it actually looked really cool and looked like it was supposed to happen because like that's just how the mood was and like tension was getting me at the time where just like you know just like creeping blackness all over my screen just like felt like that was actually natural (laughs) yeah that is definitely something that this game would pull yeah is it a bug or a not scp (laughs) (laughs) i had to i had to set my uh graphics settings like i tried to just like quit the title and reload checkpoint it was still there so i had to set my graphics settings to low and then back to high (laughs) to fix it (laughs) And must have been some sort of weird texture loading issue, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm playing this on DirectX 12, and I did have to like download some sort of weird like third, uh, uh, like GitHub repository thing that oh, gives no. you more more NVIDIA settings than the NVIDIA control panel to change the settings so that my cutscenes weren't jittery. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I this 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 game it's got some bugs still, but I think the whatever. DirectX 12 stuff especially was like. I think this was one of the first games that like really tried to push it with some of the that would make sense like the ray tracing tech in particular um i my graphics card doesn't really do that very well so i just use directx 11. Mm. i can run it on directx 12 but i just got better i I, the performance actually honestly was about the same it seemed slightly it seemed marginally better on dx 11 for me Mm. Okay, gameplay now. Yeah, gameplay. <laughs> Finally, to the gameplay. Um, so the, the structure of this game is, is like, I really don't want to say Metroidvania. I really don't. But you gain powers as you explore the environment, and that unlocks new areas for you to explore. It's not an open I wouldn't call it an open world It's not game. an open world. No. Uh, but. It is, it, is, it is definitely more of a Metroid, because it's, it's not an open world. It's not... The story is linear, but the environment that you explore... It isn't. isn't. It's, it's not like you're in level one, level two, level three. Yeah, it's not entirely linear, but it's not entirely... Like, yeah. So, like, it's there not, is backtracking. Yeah, and there... there uh, you there, do visit areas that you, like, visited before, but now you have new powers, so you can, like, do different stuff. So it is kind of like a... Yeah, and there's areas that are, like, there's one area that I could go to now that seems fairly large for like a like a side quest kind of thing. So it's like there's some non-linearity to it. Yeah. Well, and actually, there's a few areas that you only visit for some side quests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that you could just go to on your own randomly as you're progressing through the environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, you're getting these powers and it's like, you know, some pair paranormal type stuff and the power the powers feel really really good um it, this is maybe some of the best third person shooting i've ever had and this game might also have the best hip fire apart from like the gears of war shotgun because yeah. like it feels like kind of loose but you have unlimited ammo like your ammo oh. goes on a cooldown instead of like you being limited 
Uh, and you also like get a, like a, a evade skill fairly early on. So like, I wasn't, I'm, I wasn't actually going down like uh, like steadying my aim all that much. I was just hip firing in, mo in a lot of encounters, just like moving around. Yeah. Like well, it felt really, really fluid. And uh, you have fluid. You have different kind of types of weapons as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, some of them are better at hip firing than others. <laughs> Uh, so I, I mean I don't know I'm I'm hip firing with like the charge up shotgun <laughs> I fire with everything oh yeah yeah I so mean you, it works really well are there cover mechanics no no okay there's no okay yeah no the, no explicit like stick to wall thing okay. yeah but no at some point you just you do need to go behind a pillar yeah one of these many concrete pillars of this office building yeah there's no explicit <laughs> cover mechanics but cover is important okay you just have to do it yourself. Which, honestly, I'm fine with. I feel like cover mechanics are sometimes a bit... I don't always like them. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, they can be too sticky at some point. Where, yeah. like, there's been some encounters in Gears of War where it's just like, no, I don't actually want to be on the wall. I want to run this way. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, stuck to cover. And sometimes they can be not sticky enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like cover is important, but at least the way I was playing it, mobility more so. Okay. And you get multiple kinds of movement abilities that like really lean into that uh, style of, of gameplay. So okay. I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how much we want to talk about the specific abilities. If that's a spoiler, but. I mean the only one other one that I want to talk about is that you can chuck shit at people. Yeah, it's like the first ability you get is it to, is the first is to chuck stuff in the environment around, and it's really powerful. Yeah, it's actually I I would say I killed more enemies by throwing things at them <laughs> than I did by shooting them. Yeah. And, and you can always throw stuff even if there's not like a specific like oh there's a specific throwable thing. You'll just pick up like some random piece of concrete <laughs> from like the ground that. Yeah, and shit. So yeah, and actually, you always have it available, which is nice. Well, and, and that was one of the things, like you were kind of mentioning on this, but like the physics engine, almost everything except the walls, floor, and ceiling is actually a physics object that you can uh, pick up. Even even a, a couple things like there's like some. Uh, I was in an area where there's like a couple flower beds or whatever, and when I evaded into uh, like the ledge of the flower bed it like crumbled oh, so yeah. there's, there's a little bit of destructibility even the wall yeah even the permanent walls and floors are actually they're sort of cosmetically destructible so you they look like they're being destroyed uh progressively uh but i don't know that it actually affects their sort of it, it affects your box. collision on them a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. But again, the game's so fluid that it like you're seemed, not really getting tripped up on the geometry at yeah. all, which is really nice. Yeah, it was it was realistic enough that it was like it felt really good. It felt like I was kind of destroying things by accident because my abilities are so powerful that I'm just kind of wrecking the place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is really fun. I, I destroyed uh, the somebody's like workspace really badly because I was just like trying to move fast and I just like evaded and just like a a couple like. Uh, like drawing boards just like flew <laughs> off oh, to the yeah. side. It's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, and then because it's because it's, you know, sixties era tech, there's papers everywhere and yeah. every time you Oh, there's every, so much paper. Every time you like, you know, dash through a table, there's just like a million papers that fly up in the air and float <laughs> down really, really nicely with mm -hmm. like nice paper physics. Yeah. Like the world just feels like the 
it's realized. Yeah, it's it's it. Fe- it yeah, it, it feel it's fully realized. Like it's, and a lot of those little touches, just like they really support kind of the aesthetic of the world really well, mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun. I guess from everything I'm hearing, I feel like I'm going to enjoy this game more than I did Quantum Break. Yes, <laughs> I would be surprised if you didn't. Uh, like yeah. there's a. There's a reason why everybody liked loved this game when it came out. I won a ton of Game of the Year awards. Like yeah. it's that good. It's it's actually interesting because I I kind of felt in a weird way that the gunplay almost felt simplistic, but it wasn't really I don't think it's so much that it was simplistic, so much as it was so well executed that I didn't have to think about it. I just did it. Which is kind of like, like it's so smooth and fluid that you're just like, everything just works. Everything just, like your character just does what you want. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get tripped up. You don't get like, you don't, and you know, with the ammo, you're not thinking about conserving ammo. The health is not rechargeable, which I think is kind of interesting because it's almost backwards to what a lot of other shooters are doing nowadays where... Ammo is limited, but health recharges. No, here ammo recharges, health is limited. Yeah. You have to get, you only get health by killing enemies and then they drop health pickups. It's, which still means that like if you're in, if you're in beast mode and you're just, you know, killing a lot of enemies, that your health will stay high. Yeah. And there's a decent amount of cameras where there are some like mook enemies that you can kill. Like so, like the mook enemies in this game are pretty inaccurate with their sh- with their shots. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I definitely feel like uh, there's some encounters later in the game where, at least the way I was playing it, it was essentially like I just had to keep the pressure on mm-hmm. uh, to keep going because I needed to I needed to kill the enemies to get the health. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to actually just survive. Which is, I think, a really fun... It's just a really fun way of setting up the encounters because the encounters just feel like like you end up just getting on, a, on, on like kind of a roll and a streak mm-hmm. where like you just feel like you're just incredibly powerful. Yeah. And actually, it's, it's going... Being slow and methodical is what will get you killed. Yeah, that's, that's what... Uh, like, the first, like, big boss of the game, I was just like trying to take cover and like take my shots when I could and I just kept like fucking up a little bit and getting hit and I died like multiple times. I've died a lot in this game to be fair because I'm playing it very sloppily but it's like I'm, the way I'm playing it, I feel is like really fun so I don't really care all that much. Uh, but then I'm just like okay you know what I'm just gonna like just keep firing at this guy just keep shooting him and that was the time I beat him. Yeah when you do you do stun enemies a little bit depending on what weapon you're using and how powerfully the, how, how powerful the enemy is, mm-hmm. um, and just that combined with the way the health reload, the, the health pickups work and, and like the reload mechanic or not reload mechanics but the ammo regeneration mechanic works. It just really, it almost makes it. It's a, it's more of it's more of a rhythm like it like you get into a rhythm. Yeah, that's that's how how I would put it because like you know, you got your gun ammo that like you know recharges over time, and you also your powers are limited by a separate meter. So I was just like you know shoot 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 use powers shoot 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 use powers just, like keep switching between them. Yeah, and, and then, I felt like you know talk about putting you in a flow state. That's 
right there. Flow yeah, state, right and there. then and then like we're saying, like it doesn't have explicit cover mechanics. Cover can be important, but mobility is just as important. And part of that is because it's like, yeah, it'd be like you know, dump your clips, use some psychic powers, uh, and then usually what I'd do is I'd use some I'd use some of my sort of psychic meter to use combat powers, but then with the last bit of my meter, I'd use some mobility powers to kind of reposition myself to set up to then, you know, go back to uh, shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially because, like, there is also uh, some melee powers and there is a melee... There is actually a melee move, although I mostly didn't use it. <laughs> if I was using my, my, uh, my close combat, like, psychic force push kick kind of thing usually it meant something had gone horribly wrong <laughs> uh but yeah really like the way the combat kind of has that that rhythm to it yeah. and it's like yeah you know just you get in that rhythm you keep the pressure on and and you can kind of get through most encounters that way which is a very it's a very fun it's a very fun way of like setting up kind of the combat mechanics yeah yeah now very closely related to the combat mechanics is uh, we we talked a little bit about you know the psychic powers and and there's a skill tree up for upgrading your psychic powers and you upgrade uh, the you basically get uh, ability points by completing missions to upgrade your psychic powers and that system is fine that system works works well but the guns also have upgrades, and that system, honestly, I think is a bit of a mess. Yeah, I'm not entirely sh- So, like, you unlock, like, different weapons as you play, and then you can upgrade, diff- you unlock upgrades as you play, but I have no clue what triggers the ability to get some of these upgrades and gun unlocks, because, like, I've only been able to upgrade one of my guns so far. The rest, like, the option just isn't there. Yeah, I'm, like, so... Like, not quite sure what's going on here yeah i was a little unclear on how i unlocked the ability to upgrade them but it's okay so first of all just from a just from the strict perspective of how do i do it it's a bit awkward because there's multiple screens in multiple locations that you have to use so let's say you have your basic uh, pistol sidearm that you start with now, obviously, that's going to be the first gun that you can upgrade because you you unlock the upgrades for guns in the same order. And when I say upgrades, I mean that is distinct from the mods. So we'll yes. call them upgrades and mods. And when you upgrade it, there's three levels of upgrades. So when you unlock a weapon type for the first time, it starts at level one and can take one mod. And then you upgrade it to level two, it gets two mods. You upgrade it to level three, it gets three mods. And then also when you upgrade the levels, it gives it a little bit of extra damage or fire rate or whatever. Um, just upgrades the base stats. Yeah. So to upgrade a gun, I think you can only do that by going into central executive. Or, or you have to do it at a save point. Yeah. I think it's the clothing that's only at central executive. Yes. So, but you have to go to a save point and you have to go to one of these board menus and then, and don't worry, the board's just a sort of entity. Don't worry about it. But there's a menu that you can buy upgrades from them. And you have to go to a save point and buy the upgrade for your gun, but I'm not sure how they unlock. I just checked in, I just checked in there every once in a while and there'd be a new one I could potentially buy. But the weird thing is that to buy the weapon upgrades, you know, there's a whole bunch of currency and then there's a whole bunch of materials. First of all, way too many materials. 
there's like at least a dozen materials in the game. And as far as I can tell, they're meaningless other than some materials you only get in later areas of the game. And they're all based, like, they don't, there's, there's no meaningful reason for there to be so many. I don't like it. Yeah, it's, like, I, yeah, like you said, like, the only reason for those materials to be there is so that you can't, you know, unlock certain guns and certain, uh, like, upgrades. Too uh, early. Too early, but they already lock that behind some nebulous uh, distribution process anyways. You don't even see the ability to buy these upgrades until some hidden condition is triggered anyway. So I would rather... I I think it would have been better if they had just... I I, I actually feel like they almost shouldn't have even had that and they should have just given you those upgrades somehow. They could have weaved it into the story somehow or they could have just been like, yeah, they could have just care. given you, like, one, like, here's, you know, an upgrade box that you got, a weapon upgrade box that you got when you completed X story mission, and you get yeah. one every story that, mission or whatever. Yeah. That would have been a much cleaner way of doing that it. Would have been, that would have been much cleaner because it would be less intrusive, or, or it would have been less obtuse, and also it's already sort of, like, vaguely disconnected from the story anyway, so who, who even cares? Um, but yeah. So that's the weapon upgrades, but then there's also the weapon mods. And the weapon mods, you just find them in the world, and then you can attach them. There are so many weapon mods. There's there's probably like two dozen different kinds of weapon mods. Some of them are specific to different guns. Um, and then also every weapon mod has its own level, which is distinct from your gun's level. And... There's like six or seven levels. Yeah, so there's it, it's got a little bit of loop to it. Um, but it, but there's so many of them, and they're really marginal. They're really marginal upgrades. They're not really marginal. I completely disagree okay. with you there. Well, I, like like the, like the base level damage one, like at its lowest rarity, it can be like fifteen to twenty percent extra damage. That's not marginal. Okay, and that's mean, the lowest rarity. It gets they, hot. It gets. It climbs up from yeah, there. Yeah, the, the late game ones do make a bit of a difference, but my main problem with it is that it just feels like it takes way too much time, and it's very flow breaking. Like you were talking about the the dial or the the extra document pickup to be breaking to the gameplay flow. The weapon modding upgrade process is way worse. Well, I don't mind that as much, just because like I I was checking them when I got to a new save point, for example. And, like, I didn't feel like that really broke the flow yeah. as much as just, like, if I just, you know, stumble into a, a, a like, side room and just, like, now i got to spend a minute reading something. Well, one of the problems I had with it is, like, once you get to the late game, your inventory is full. Yeah, that and, sucks. <laughs> and, they're all, and enemies are always dropping them. And so when your inventory is full, it could be like, okay, I just finished a fight. Now I have to pick through these... Now I have to pick through all these upgrades, figure out which ones I want to get rid of, and then pick up new ones, which may or may not be any better. And then also... I just sort of rarity got rid of all the all the low-rarity ones and yeah. didn't care all that much about it. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, like, it's... It's it's a, it's a weird system to have in this game. It's a, I think it's a pointless system to have in the game. Like, I think it would but, have been better if they just didn't have that system and just made 
or or if they just really vastly simplified it. Um, there's I think there's just I think there's too many upgrades and it doesn't make sense to have so many personally. Well, I'm I'm mostly fine with it. I think that like every game nowadays has to have some sort of system that allows you to personalize your play, which I'm all for, honestly. So like, you know, I bet you I like when when I'm done playing the game, I will have used like different weapons most of the time than you have with I'm different sure weapons. I'm sure you'll have used different weapons, but I feel like if you're using a specific weapon that like there's kind of a small set of upgrades that are actually worth using and the, a lot of the rest are trash. Like the damage upgrade, obvious obvious pick uh, for pretty much any weapon. Uh, fire rate upgrade, a lot of the weapons, that's a good one, but like there's a couple where it's the obvious one, like like the there's like a machine gun ish yeah. one obviously you want like fire rate on that it's very helpful um I've, I've been using the extra headshot damage on my pistol that's pretty that's been sick that's easy yeah simple like pistol pistol the pistol in this game is a is a headshot weapon um i think that's yeah, it's, it's very good like medium range headshots that's where the pistol really shines um but yeah, uh, I, oh, also, in addition, on top of all that, part of the weapon mod system, you can also craft weapon mods. I didn't even bother with this because I recognized that it was a pointless time sink. Yeah, and that, that's, you get that's so annoying because, like, that, the, crafting weapon mod uses materials. I'm just like, I'd rather just save my materials just in case I don't have enough for whatever what new weapon I, I can get at arbitrary points of the story yeah so like well, there's no point and also you get enough weapon mods that you get so many weapon mods there's no point in crafting other ones and you as far as i could tell you don't craft weapon mods that are different or better so why would you craft them at all yeah and it seemed like the crafting system essentially just recycled mods into like it just recycles them it doesn't really like it's not interesting that's like it it at, it didn't add anything and it just it just felt it just felt like someone was like we're making a game in current year it needs a crafting system well, current year minus like 4 minus but, 4 yeah <laughs> uh, i i, I wasn't like, a fan like yeah it's not the best system but i don't think it detracts enough from the game to be like a massive negative or anything like that no sounds to me it might have just been like something they stapled on at the end as a way to use up any extra materials you might have well but why have like that's the thing why have all these different materials in the first place like i think the whole thing could have been simplified or even gotten rid of altogether to support a focus on kind of what the game's real strengths are yeah like maybe they did that as incentive to actually like because as you're moving around the game as you're moving around the world there are like enemies will show up like there's there's quote unquote random encounters in this game <laughs> so like maybe like the fact that there's materials and weapon mods and stuff are there to make that more enticing for the player than yeah. to just try and like skip that or something well, and there's also... I felt like the combat was good enough that I'm doing those at anyways like because the combat's fun so if i get into a round camera like oh sweet i can like headshot with people and it's fun yeah but i think also you know there's a lot that of could be a motivation there's a lot of nooks and crannies with hidden stuff but a lot of the hidden stuff is just materials uh and weapon mods and stuff like that which like i felt like i didn't really need it 
I kind of just did a lot of the exploration of these hidden areas anyway, because it was, uh, I also just thought that, you know, the environments are really nice. You know, there's random kind of enemy encounters. Like, it's fun to explore the world. Uh, so, yeah, they were probably trying to, like, create an incentive to do this exploration and, and extra combat and side quest, side missions and whatnot. I just felt like, I don't know, I... It was an incentive. It's an incentive based on a system that I I don't actually really think is even that good. Is basically the problem. Okay. And like, yeah, I don't want to like. I don't want to mean that it, it's not like it's terrible. I just think that it's it's the weaker aspect of the game because you know I think the story and the gunplay and you know the 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 powers and all this stuff i think a lot of the game's like really really good but uh all right um anything else uh you want to bring up about control um oh yeah i was just talking about the the gunplay um and the gun abilities and whatnot with this with the like ability upgrades one thing i did notice is that and this might be just my play style there were a couple there were a couple of psychic abilities I basically didn't use at all. Yeah, but again, that's you know, um, personalizing your play. Which like. is fine, I think. Yeah, that's that's not really a problem. Just kind of interesting. And yeah, I, I suspect that you could probably replay the game and like try to focus on different abilities and the combat could be very different. You know, if you're using different guns and different, different psychic abilities, kind of running through the trees in a bit of a different way might be, might be fun, though I haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm right now, I'm generally trying to keep my distance from enemies, but there, there are play styles and weapons that enforce more close-up play style. So maybe you could do that. I don't know. Well, I'm and yeah, there's a couple psychic abilities that kind of work well with kind of close combat as well. I yeah. think so. But yeah, I really I had a great time with Control. It's a very fun game. I haven't played the DLC yet, but I've got it. You've acquired it. I've acquired it. I need to uh, transfer my save data from Epic to Steam. <laughs> so that's a whole thing, but mm-hmm. should be possible. So. But yeah, highly recommended. Probably one of the best single-player shooters I've... Well, how many single-player shooters? Actually, that's not true. Single-player shooter I played recently-ish. Halo Infinite, <laughs> which was mid. <laughs> Halo Midfinite. Oh, God. Midfinite. All right. (laughs) Although Halo had a grappling hook. This game doesn't have a grappling hook. Although there are other fun traversal options. All right. So let's move on from Control. Uh, Matt, have you been playing anything? Uh, Well, last time I talked about Tears of the Kingdom, which I... I hesitate to say I finished. <laughs> um, oh man, I I gotta say I've been really I've been really enjoying just watching the contraptions that people come up with, <laughs> like on on online. Like I don't think I've seen a game with so much crazy stuff happening. You give people a tool like that, their creativity is going to yeah. come out. Yeah. Like, it depends on if you consider Gary's Mod a game or not. It's the you only know, other one that can even, like, come, I, come close. Honestly, I, 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 I don't. don't think I actually do. <laughs> like, I, uh, 
I need to see where Gary's mod uh, shows up by default in Steam. If it shows up under game or tools and software. <laughs> I'm sure it shows up under games. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, I hit the credits in Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. I, I beat the main quest, but I'm only about... I'm, I'm not going for 100%, but according to the map, I've got like 60% completion. Uh, but like a, a lot of what I've left that I want to do is side quests. Uh, but I've kind of just decided I'm going to put it down for now until there's inevitably DLC. Hmm. And then I'll come back to it for the DLC and some more of those side quests that I haven't done. Um, I, I've got to say, uh, the finale in this game is a lot better than Breath of the Wilds. Wilds. I, I enjoyed the finale a lot more. Um, I still haven't played Breath of the Wild. Should I play Breath of the Wild, or should it, should I go straight to Tears of the Kingdom? That's a tough one. Yeah, that, that, that's a tough one. I mean, given uh, the amount of time that you have, probably just go straight to Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Like, you're not going to play both of them. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> and I might not play either of them. It's not like yeah. Breath of the Wild doesn't really have too much story or anything uh i mean it's there but uh for how much time you can put into breath of the wild uh compared to tears of the kingdom just with how much more there is in that game i because i i replayed it shortly before uh uh tears of the kingdom came out and i still put like 80 hours into that replay. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, so for Tears of the Kingdom, like, I completed the main quest. I uncovered the entire map. I, I completed all the shrines, which puts me at the maximum of three stamina wheels and 38 hearts. So many hearts. 38 hearts. It, 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 I, I don't get it. They make you choose between maxing out your stamina or maxing out your health. Um, so I could have 40 hearts, but then I'd take a hit to two upgrades to my stamina wheel. And stamina is infinitely more useful, especially when you have uh, cooking recipes you can do that uh, will te give you temporary hearts mm -hmm. to bring you up to the, the maximum of 40. <laughs> Yeah, no, I put a lot of time into it. I, I didn't build as many crazy contraptions <laughs> as I was hoping. Um, I, I did copy one I saw, which was basically the Tumblr Batmobile. <laughs> 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 but uh, so speaking of Breath of the Wild, uh, something else I played was something that came out while I was doing my replay of Breath of the Wild that I played for about an hour and a half, which you actually watched me play a little bit of it over Discord, oh. Alex. Oh. And then I just didn't touch it for months, and then I finally went back to Metroid Prime Remastered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was great. Um, it, it's the second... No, it's the third Metroid Prime game I've completed. Three... <laughs> I always forget about Hunters. Oh, yeah. I always forget about Hunters on the DS. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I think that 
for its time and console, Hunters was good. Yes. But I wouldn't recommend playing it. Yeah. I, oh my god. I only played it a little bit using the greatest feature ever, DS download play. <laughs> I No, that game does not control. It's, <laughs> no. it's got... It's awkward. But it's you, a first-person shooter on a game with zero analog sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the... It, you just gotta learn to use the touchscreen as as a as a or, shooter control, yeah. or you can use the uh, A B X Y as your oh, second directional no. pad. I forgot oh, about no. that. No, I use the screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I use the, the screen. That is way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's. I think it's. It, it was. It was. It's awkward. Yeah, it's awkward to use. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. Uh, I'd only played about an hour and a half of it before I decided to go back, and I just started fresh. And when you were watching me play, I, you saw me meticulously scanning yep. everything in that first area yep. so as to not miss, like... Because there's, like, one missable log in there. Yeah. Guess what? On replay, I missed oh. it. Starting over, I missed it. But I, I don't... I Now, I never played the original, and I never finished... Uh, Metroid Prime and the trilogy version on the Wii, uh, so I don't know if New Game Plus was a, is a new feature to remastered or not, because all my log data carried over. So I just started a new game, scanned that last log, <laughs> and then there I had a hundred percent completion because I scanned everything else that I needed to in the game. <laughs> That's funny, uh, but yeah, it, uh, remastered. It is a, it, it it's. Plain and simple, it's just a visual overhaul in every way that just makes the game look significantly better with without sacrificing its original identity. Looking at you, once again, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, ha having this being my fir the first Metroid Prime game I've played after having gone through all of the 2D Metroids... It's very much a great transition uh, of a series going from 2D to 3D. It's one of the best, in my opinion. Yeah, Metroid Prime was... Really... I, don't, I don't even like Metroid or Metroid Prime all that much, but in terms of the transition from 2D to 3D, I think it is one of the best transitions. Yeah, I, I am still kind of shocked at how they absolutely nailed that transition. I feel like they nailed it so well that I actually think that Metroid Prime is is the strongest entry in the Prime trilogy. Uh, like they 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 knocked it out of the park so hard that they couldn't do it again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's good to it's good to hear. Yeah, from what I saw, it really felt like yeah the same game, but just with the graphic the graphics updated. Which, yeah, which is and, good because I think that that game aged incredibly well. Yeah, um, and. and uh, additional control style support because right. so I, I can't i can't speak for the gamecube version but one of the things they were advertising for this was now with like dual analog support i so i don't so how did the gamecube version control i think that i thought you used the c-stick to look around the thing about the thing about it though is that the I think that the big thing to remember is that the lock-on is such a big, such a big deal in, yeah. in the game that you kind of don't use the C-stick that much. 
Yeah, and it, it's the the, the lock on's huge, especially when it's a game where it's not something you have to be worrying about headshots to do more damage. You can kind of just there, there's only there's very few enemies where you've got to be like I'm thinking the final enemy. There's like one particular spot, like the final boss. There's one particular spot where you want to be hitting them in their earlier phase. Yeah, Metroid Prime <laughs> is like not really a shooter. No. Like it's 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 a it, it's a first person game where you shoot enemies, but it's it's not really a shooter, which is fine. It's a three D Metroidvania. Oh god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Control. <laughs> no, that one's actually a shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, remastered. Great. Um, I'd like to see 2 and 3 get the same treatment on the Switch, but I feel like, if anything, they might just get ports. Just up ports. Yeah, I don't know. One thing, one thing actually, I, I would just say, was the music the same, or did they remaster the music a little bit? Uh, I'm was, not actually sure. It was, it was I... hard for me to tell, because, I mean, the music was obviously already incredible in Metroid Prime. <laughs> well... The, the, it, I mean, just the term remaster is so funny with what it means for games and what it means for music. It's just like, oh, do they remaster the music? Well, like, that just means they made it louder, really, <laughs> for, for most music. <laughs> when, you, when you see, like, the remastered version on, like, Spotify or whatever, it's just like, oh, they just made it louder because modern music is really loud. <laughs> yeah, or, well, yeah, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they ha- had the original higher quality music files and just yeah. put those instead because remember the gamecube had the mini disc yeah hell yeah so they might have compressed the music a lot more back then which that actually brings me to like a little side topic something i'd been that just a thought that came to me uh not too long ago the gamecube was the last modern console nintendo released oof when you think about it performance-wise alongside the other consoles in the market at that time. Yeah. yeah the GameCube, <laughs> I think the GameCube actually had really great uh, like processing and, and graphics hardware. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was all held back by the proprietary disc. Yeah, it was held back by the stupid little mini disc that couldn't actually uh, store as much data, which I don't know why they did that. Piracy. They need. They need to they make. They were trying to fight piracy. They need to yeah. make. Was the, that really the reason? Yeah. Oh, that's. A they needed to make the console small enough to put a handle on it. Okay. <laughs> I did. I did like the handle. Ah, <laughs> oh, stupid, yeah, stupid you, handle. You, you jump up to the next generation with the Wii. The Wii was the only non-HD console that generation, and it was basically just a slightly more powerful GameCube. Yeah, I think it actually it had the same it. architecture. Yeah, they literally yep. just bumped up the clock speeds and like some of the RAM. And then the Wii stuff. U was a 360 PS3 era console alongside the. Uh, it came out like a year or two like before. right at the end. <laughs> and then the competitors, of course, yeah. just dropped the PS4 and uh, uh, Xbox One. Yeah, the Wii. I mean, the Wii U was. I I liked it. I especially thought there was some cool stuff they could do with mm-hmm. with the asymmetric gameplay. Although I feel like. The only game that capitalized on that was Nintendo Land. <laughs> yep. And uh, Mario yeah. Party 10 with the Bowser 
versus the other four modes. That's like the only thing I can think of. Good Pictionary. Game and Wario. Oh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, they never should have named it the Wii U. That was no. a yeah. monumental branding mistake. And then Microsoft decided to make the same branding mistake. Xbone. <laughs> and PlayStation is like, it's, it's the fourth one. Now it's the fifth one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, that's good. Like, it's simple. People understand it. Yeah. No one Final Fantasy 16. Just keep on going. Just yeah. keep on going. <laughs> just keep, keep forget doing. all the side stuff. Just look at the mainline numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Or just give it a different name. Like, what's so hard about that? What's so hard about like giving each console a different name? Oh, the Wii was so bloody successful that that it felt like that's why they did that. Yeah, but it, yeah, yeah, but it they it, need to hit the retirement home and market. And it still worked with <laughs> they all did the with the Wii. Yeah, yeah, the same. It, well, yeah, people like, got confused because the they'd be like buying Wii U games, and they're like, "It doesn't work on my Wii." Yeah, no. I, I think there was also a little bit of extra confusion because I think towards the end of the Wii's life cycle, there I forget what company released it, but they released a product called the um, the Wii U Draw tablet. Oh, oh god, the no. thing—that's the thing that killed THQ. THQ, that's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they lost so much money on the on their UDraw tablet stuff that they went bankrupt, and now, and only now has like in the last couple few years has uh, people been like buying up their IP and shit and trying to revive it. Um, but yeah, people just thought like the Wii U was it's just a new controller for the Wii. Yeah, because you had the oh, Wii nope. U, you had the Wii U Draw tablet, and then you get the Wii U that has a tablet. There were probably some confused parents there at Christmas time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that 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 out of the way. Um, I also played another Metroidvania, actually, uh, Ender Lilies. What the hell is that? Um, it is. I mean, it's like a it's a it's a two D Metroidvania. Um, I've never actually with, heard of it. So uh, it was actually in that uh, Metroidvania bundle that you uh that oh you yeah, the one that I bought, yeah a couple weeks ago I or played, so i played a little bit of rain world it doesn't seem like a metroidvania game at all it's <laughs> interesting but also i have no idea what's going on in that game now i i had the, i had this game all right this is actually one that i again another game i played an hour and a half of put down and then didn't pick back <laughs> up uh so i had actually played a bit of this like last year at some point but i went back to it and it's just it's a very beautiful like very beautiful art style uh metroidvania you, you play as a a, a a little girl she, she's a priestess um and you, you actually fight by uh beating uh enemies in each boss you beat uh gives you a a spirit and those spirits you equip as your attacks right so they'll come out and they'll do the attack for you you um, you as the character, you, you aren't actually you aren't okay, actually so, attacking anything. So when they decided to make a Metroidvania, they were like, "Okay, Castlevania: Order of Ecclesia, we're doing that." <laughs> See, I, I believe you didn't have a basic attack in that game either. You were like a caster, Belmont. <laughs> yeah, but like every enemy type you you pretty much run into in this game, there's a mini boss version of that you can beat and gain them as another spirit. Because you, you have your primary ones, which are 
the boss ones. But then you can also equip two, uh, two like lesser ones, and you have uh, you have two setups that you can actually swap between on the fly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it, and it's it's actually got uh, some kind of souls like mechanics in that because uh, like in, in other Metroidvanias, if you go far enough away from a room, the enemies will all respawn when you come back. Yeah. In this, it, it's all based on like when you take a rest, the right. the, the, the enemies will respawn. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just it, it it's pretty it, it it can be challenging at times. Some of the bosses are pretty tough, uh, but and it, it's got a very nice soundtrack, which is actually the soundtrack is actually done by a uh, Japanese uh, group I'm actually familiar with. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, the soundtrack's done by a group called uh, Milli, M-I-L-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I actually listen to a lot of their music, so that that's part of what drew me towards uh, playing this game and mm-hmm. sound soundtracks. Okay, uh, I forgot to mention this. Another reason D- you have to don't, 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 don't. <laughs> all, all we'll say is that there's a piece of music in control that you find in this one room. Maybe there's more of it. I don't know, but it was just like, what the? Why is this here? For me, at least. There's <laughs> and let's say it's, it's music you might be familiar with. Okay. There's a, uh, there's <laughs> there's at least three. Two of them are hidden. One's late game. Okay. So, so actually, going back to control, you, that's you gotta, actually you gotta play control. That's yes. actually part of why I didn't end up playing any because I'm I'm fresh off of two Metroidvanias. <laughs> It's not really a Metroidvania. Yeah, but it, uh, like that was one of the, the thing, the few things I'd write about it that, like, kind of in terms of like level layout, it's kind of set up like one with the backtracking and stuff. But that's part of why I didn't end up actually playing any uh, before before this. It's nowhere but, near as much backtracking yeah. as Metroid Prime. Uh, just, just fast travel. It's not that much. Just fast travel. <laughs> yeah. Actually, going back, speaking of backtracking, Metroid Prime, I managed to, I a hundred percent of the collectibles. Uh, I uh, I only ended up using a guide for six missile upgrades. I I did a once over of the entire game trying to look for everything on my own without ever, without anything to help. I came up six missiles short. I wasn't about to do that again, yeah. <laughs> and potentially again. <laughs> um, yeah, Ender Lilies, beautiful game. Uh. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Uh, now on to the last thing I've kind of been playing. Or rather, I'd wish I could be playing more of right now. But, I, so I, I'm immediately going to go on a bit of a tangent here and say, fuck my internet service provider. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think everyone can feel that. Um. I have had intermittent internet for three to four weeks now. Oh, no. Yeah, like, as somebody who had similar bullshit for, like, two years because of some just little thing that TELUS never fixed, I feel your pain. I remember trying to play, like, Team Fortress 2 and EVE Online when my internet would randomly cut out every 15 minutes. It's not a good time. Yeah. (laughs) I called. I booked a technician. They came by last Thursday just to say, it's a problem in the area, we're working on it. 
And apparently they had been working on it for a couple weeks prior. Because even before then, like, wasn't much. Had the occasional cutout here and there. Nothing too bad. Nothing I couldn't deal with. But now, like, the last couple days, maybe every 20 minutes. Jesus. Oh, that's pretty bad. Uh, so I am just going to blatantly say, fuck East Link. <laughs> Yeah. I am burning any potential bridge huh. of a sponsorship. Oh here. yes, yeah, East Link. Yeah, Fuck yeah. East Link. <laughs> why would why would a monopoly ever uh, care about sponsorship though? I, I'm not even with them by choice. They're a monopoly. Our, our previous service provider was bought out by them, and mm. ever since that buyout, quality of service just downhill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh... Yeah, I remember one time I was, yeah, I, I, I had issues with TELUS and intermittent service, like, for probably a year. And they kept coming and being like, oh, it looks fine to us. There's nothing wrong. And then eventually, I guess we, like, got lucky because we got someone who went and checked, like, one of the lines. And then he's, like, like, like physically, he physically went, like, up a pole and, like, looked at shit. Yeah. And, and that guy was like, oh, yeah, the line's corroded. And then they had to restring the entire street. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it took like, it took many visits for someone to apparently actually look at the physical uh, condition of the cabling. Listen, maybe everybody else you got was just afraid of heights, okay? They didn't want to go up that pole. <laughs> they were lazy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else was lazy. Didn't want to do their job. The, pro the problem that I have with Tulsa ended up being a problem with like, it wasn't with the lines. It wasn't with anything to do with our house. The problem was at the, um, like, box that was, like, a street away. Mm. Like, the big box. Yeah. So it's just like, wow. Yeah, if we're going <laughs> to continue shit-talking, tell us. Um, they also renewed a contract without asking us. Ooh. That's, Ooh. like, that's illegal. You can't, you're not allowed to do that. What? Anyway, don't recommend tell us. But, I don't uh, recommend any of the other providers really either like they pretty much pretty much any major isp sucks yeah that's just a general rule of thumb yeah it, it, at least here in canada we don't have to deal with time warner i've heard horrible things about time warner yeah. no again any any major isp yeah is bad um but back on track uh this has been keeping me from being able to play more fortnite <laughs> are you playing fortnite now yes why uh it's surprisingly fun. Um, and it's like the only battle royale I've played that I've actually been enjoying solo. Um, hmm. You're not even allowed to play Apex solo. I would play a lot more. I would have yeah, played yeah, Apex yeah. a lot more if they allowed solo yeah. play, but they really want it to be about being a, a squad. And I'm just like, well, I don't want to do that unless I'm playing with people I know. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I suck. Well, also, <laughs> yeah, that can be just like. Yeah, trying to matchmake into a squad-based game, a lot of the time it just doesn't work very well. Yeah, and for something like a Battle Royale game where it like the matches last a really long time, like the stakes are high. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like yeah. I don't want I don't want to be like the third wheel on anybody else's team, and I don't want to get messed up with people who are just like, you know, playing it like they're playing solo, where they just go whatever the hell they want without consulting. Yeah, you know, then you're like just that. gonna so, get like, wrecked. It, 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 it can get really awkward. You're gonna get wrecked because now it's like three on one. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you encounter another another squad, it's actually a squad. Yeah, but okay. So you're playing the John Cena simulator. <laughs> he was recently in the shop again. God damn it! <laughs> uh, but 
Yeah, no, I, one of the big caveats for me actually jumping onto Fortnite was, and now they added added this a while back, was the addition of the no build mode. Yeah, the building always okay. just seems so I, such a thing that made me not want to play Fortnite. Yeah, I haven't I, I haven't tried playing it with no build because I don't know if that existed when I tried Fortnite, but I I I honestly just I did not like it at all. Yeah, no, like. I, I, I never even tried it when there was building in it, but just the footage I would see with someone taking, like, a single shot at someone, and then next thing you know, like, two seconds flat, they've made a multiple-story-high structure to get high ground and cover. And that just, like, well, completely turned me off of it. Well, it's silly, because it's not a... It's, 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 not, it's, it's not a shooter anymore. It's, like, who can click... It's like who can click the fastest just yep. to like put walls up. Yep, I didn't like it. But without building, it's surprisingly fun. Um, I've been enjoying it quite a bit, and I wish I could actually play more. But East Link, <laughs> um, and yeah, I've I've actually been consistently placing pretty high and even getting solo wins. Um, I, one thing like I feel over Apex is it's not like you'll definitely run into them, but it's not nearly as packed full of tryhards. Yeah, it's because it's packed full of kids. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, all right, playing Pokemon Unite was really fun because it was you're just stomping kids all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's really easy to meme on Fortnite when you've got a game where Goku can hit the gritty, but oh, goddamn. <laughs> But without uh, building, it's it's surprisingly fun. Okay, like it, like my problem with Fortnite is not that it has a bunch of characters and oh, licensed no. stuff in it. Like that's I have I, some I, amount of issue with that. It's, okay, I mean I mean I will say it's extremely funny. Like when you're seeing the screenshots and it's like five, com it's like five completely different art styles. It'll be like four characters. I guess you make squads of four or something. Yep. Um, but there's like four characters in four completely different art styles, none of which match the environment you're in. Exactly. That's very, that's, very that's the problem I found with that. Um, <laughs> but very amusing. But like, yeah, I mean, I can see the, I can see the appeal. It's like Spider-Man is in Fortnite. That actually sounds. I haven't played it. I have no idea how it controls. But in principle, if I liked the build mode, which I don't, but if I did, people make these like stupid tall structures, and then you could just like swing off them and just like, just like literally run into somebody and like, like just melee them to death out of nowhere because you're Spider-Man. That sounds hilarious. I don't think it. I don't know. It doesn't I've, sound like it's necessarily good for a balanced game, but it sounds hilarious. What, does Spider Man have Spider Man abilities? I think no, so. Uh, Doesn't he? No, they. they um, Was that a mod? When no, when there's when they do like a crossover, usually for a limited time, they have some kind of uh, a crossover thing in game. So when Spider Man came in, they actually had like a a swinging ability that like anyone could do if they if they picked up the item to to use to do it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because um, I've because I definitely saw videos of people playing where they were just like totally dunking on people by like swinging around and dropping on yeah. people as Spider Man and just killing them. <laughs> like when they had the Attack on Titan crossover, you could get the three D maneuver gear and you could actually zip around oh, with God. it. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't like 
that sounds like a mess, but it does sound like fun in a certain kind of way. So, mm -hmm. and, and actually those things do stick around in the game, in the custom modes that people can create. So they don't leave the, they leave the main battle royale, but they stay in the game as a creative tool that people can use right. to, for creating other modes. That's cool. Kind of like Forge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, another, another nice thing about the game is, uh, actually, I don't know where. I just booted up the game, and I had 2,000 of the currency. I had 2,000 V-Bucks. I have no idea where it came from or why I had it. They gave it to you <laughs> I... so that you will start buying <laughs> cosmetics, and then you'll run out of fake money. Yeah, so and, you need and to then buy you'll have more like, fake money. And, yeah, then you'll have like 150 left, which you can't buy anything, so you got to buy more if you want to get that thing. So I've, I've spent 950 of it to get the season pass, which... If you complete it, you actually get more currency back than what it costs to buy the season pass, mm -hmm. which is which is a nice touch. And you also don't have to unlock like there's certain things in the season pass that are un, that are uh, locked out based on your overall season level, but you don't have to unlock everything in the season pass. You can kind of pick and choose. Um, so I'm the, the the big one at the top tier this season is actually Optimus Prime. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I'd like to be able to work more towards that, but internet, hmm. uh, but I, I w might actually drop some money when Piccolo drops back into the rotation in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> big green. I, I gotta get big green. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, that's been, uh, that's pretty much been it for me. Uh, I, I I guess I'm gonna play Control next, maybe. <laughs> Please, it's yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, there's a couple other games I've I've been playing. Um, so I finished up with Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, oh yeah. So uh, last time I said like, oh, I've been playing for like a really long time. I only on the Act Two, Act Two and Three. I I'm pretty sure I spent less time on than the entirety of Act One. <laughs> Uh, because, like, I was just doing a lot more of, like, the general missions, and there's also the whole, like, exploring the little, like, hub area. Yeah. I did I did a lot of that, like, as early as I could, which was in Act 1. So the back half of the game went uh, a lot faster. Well, the back two-thirds of the game went a lot faster. Um, and, yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time with it. Um, and I will say uh, the final battle was kind of interesting kind of not it like only sort of worked uh the um like it's a multi it's a multi-stage battle the first part you don't actually have access to your like main character anymore uh and also like your four best like highest level characters you don't have access to either so you just get handed like three random characters and then you can like swap them out as they get damaged as you're like trying to win that part of the fight and the next part of the fight is a four stage fight with your main character and one of your uh like highest level allies at to just like beat like some super powered enemies and once you beat them your ally gets switched out for another one of your allies which uh i could see that being a huge pain in the ass for some people depending on which characters they add up high levels because there was one stage of that fight that was really difficult for me just because of the ally that I had at the time. Yeah. So it was just like, okay, it's 
it's kind of interesting how like you know you do get to use more than just like a squad of three that you've been using the entire time you get to use a lot more of your characters but the fact that you kind of get locked into that was a bit awkward also the story completely falls apart at the end and there's a really stupid twist that sucks really badly and that ends on a cliff and that ends on a post credits cliff uh <laughs> sequel hook oh. which the sequel hook sounds sounds really really cool but then again, they did the same thing with XCOM 2, and I'm still waiting for the XCOM Terrors of the Deep game. <laughs> right? So. Um, very, very Marvel to leave a stinger after the credits. Exactly. <laughs> hey, the character that shows up is a character that I'm just like, yeah, that's a good character to be a villain in the next one. Um, so, I played two other games. On. I hope... I, yeah. I, I hope that doesn't start a trend of just, like, games putting... Fucking post-credit scenes in. Oh, it's already started. Uh, yeah, like I said, XCOM Two did that, and I don't remember if XCOM One did that as well. <laughs> Insomniac Spider-Man had both the mid and post-credit scenes. Oh my god! <laughs> I still need to play that. The, the uh, they're they're very good. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to two, but I don't have the PS Five to play it. Hmm. Just gotta wait for the PC port. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm just like, well, Final Fantasy 16 is out. I could be playing it right now. It's seen the, those those grape textures, but uh, <laughs> it requires a PS5, and I don't want to spend that much money on a PS5. Yeah, when but... it's literally the only game I would play on it. Well, that's the thing. Everything's gonna come to PC eventually, and then I have a good PC. So, and you know, the thing, the thing, like I was, I was going through some old. I was just doing some cleanup lately and going through like some old consoles and old games and stuff like that and i'm like man this is just so much stuff like if you want to play an old game and then you're like oh i'm gonna drag out this old ass console and then hook it up and then play it like you're not gonna do that but if it's on a pc yes, i am okay maybe <laughs> you can <laughs> but like uh, it's just nice to have everything in one spot yeah, well, I mean, sure, that works for PC for most games after a certain point in time, but there's some old games that the compatibility is completely fucked and are really difficult to play on modern PCs. Yeah. Hey, there's a Virtual Boy emulator for VR. <laughs> I'm talking about native PC <laughs> games. Like, I was watching a thing uh, about Lego Island and how uh, somebody's starting to, like, decompile it to, like, get a look at why this game is so weirdly programmed and as part of that video they showed that there was a uh section in the uh leaked windows xp source code where there was a specific uh section of the code that was just like lego island fix (laughs) (laughs) or it was just like okay they they put something specific into windows xp so that lego island would keep working on windows xp which is like hilarious to me (laughs) Well, yeah. It's kind of funny because it also speaks to like a very. I feel like it speaks to a different mindset too of uh, a backwards compatibility. Of, of backwards <laughs> compatibility, yeah. Like Microsoft, Microsoft used to be really committed to backwards compatibility, and they they've really kind of fallen off that. Yep. Lately. <laughs> but now at least they, they've they've said that everything that's a Microsoft exclusive is day one PC as well. Yeah. And that that's that's nice at least. Yeah. 
But yeah, they gotta they gotta keep up they gotta keep up those antitrust uh, appearances to buy Activision. <laughs> or what are they buying? Activision. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Activision Blizzard. Speaking of Activision Blizzard, uh, so I played a little bit of Diablo Four last night. Oh God. <laughs> Something else I've been tempted to check out, but it's always online. So internet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know those like old like educational videos you might see in school about like peer pressure and stuff like that i must have been sick on that day because norris was like hey play with diablo 4 with me i'm like okay <laughs> so i i started playing I, this is the first time actually that i've taken advantage of the you can play the game before it's done f fully downloading a feature because just like all right let's 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 impulse play this thing i'm just like okay how big is this like oh that's 80 something gigabytes you can cut that in half yes but the uh, <laughs> uh content HD content pack. Yeah, because yeah. half of that is for 4K textures. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so it's just like, okay, well, so played a couple hours of that, and I will, I can confirm, it's Diablo. <laughs> it doesn't I, I, feel much different than Diablo, I, <laughs> except been, not having as many classes as Diablo 2. Mm, I've been <laughs> plugging away a little bit of Diablo 1. <laughs> yeah, that game only had three classes. But yeah, yeah four it, with the Hellfire expansion. <laughs> Uh, just reminds me that like Diablo is one of the most influential games on all time, probably for the worse. <laughs> At this point, honestly, with like just the introduction of loot and what that's done to games mm, yeah. <laughs> over time, over the last like you know ten years specifically, how everything has fucking loot now. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame Diablo for that. That's... I blame Diablo for that. First of all, I think that would have happened anyway because pen and paper RPGs had loot and Diablo basically cribbed pretty strongly from what pen and paper RPGs were doing. Someone else would have done it. I mean, yeah, Borderlands eventually said like, hey, you can do this in not, you know, ARPG games. You can do this in a shooter. That blew the, blew everything wide open. Yeah. For I'm, loot and everything. Well, yeah, see, yeah, Borderlands. <laughs> I, I liked Borderlands. It was... Yeah, it was fun with... It was other fun. people it was to fun make with other people. the boring environment better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't really have much to say about Diablo 4 other than just Diablo. So yeah, I, I'm almost more tempted to just pick up Diablo 2 Remastered than 4. I mean, I've heard bad things about 4 so far, mostly just in the fact that it's very, very aggressively monetized. Apparently. I don't know. Well, there's a season pass, and apparently, like, Every season to um, to get the season pass content, you have to play a new character, um, which people have argued that's kind of how the, these games are supposed to be, anyways. Like people replay th these games a lot. Like they start from the beginning, new new class, and just like get a bunch of loot and go through the, the content again. Because like if you get to new season content when you already have a fully bricked up character, then like what even is that like? That, lo that locks the season content between stuff that you would have to play like only at the end, or they'd have to implement some kind of dynamic leveling system for that, and that never works. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. The like, only, I don't really care all that The only much. other thing I want to say about Diablo is it's got a weirdly large advertising campaign. Well, I, it's, it's a Blizzard game. Okay, so, I yeah. don't ever remember seeing... I never saw bus ads for StarCraft 2, right? Like, 
there's ads everywhere for this game. I have never, I, I don't actually ever remember seeing a video game have such a large physical presence on just physical advertising space. Although there was that really funny meme of a giant billboard in New York when the uh, wildfire smoke was going through. Yeah. And I was like, welcome yeah. to hell. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. That was a highlight. That was yeah. that, that, That's the highlight of Diablo 4 for me. Yeah. I will say, like, okay, one part of where it is aggressively monetized is that it's 90 bucks. It's like, ah. Oh, 90? Oh, <laughs> yep. Why? And for, for a game, uh, well, because, like, okay, you... Well, if you watch the opening cutscene to this game, you'll understand why it's ninety bucks because it's they got put, Blizzard cutscenes. Yeah, it's got <laughs> Blizzard cutscenes, but then you get into the actual game, and it's just like it's isometric perspective. Like it doesn't matter how much detail you put on the textures; you're so zoomed out, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So it's just like okay, you. I don't think that you need to put a ton of time and money into the art assets in like an isometric game like that. But maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I'm, I, but it's also know, an Activision Blizzard game, so why wouldn't it be I'm 90 bucks? Al- I, I'm almost surprised it's not a free-to-play game. <laughs> no, for that, ask, ask that's how Diablo Immortal. <laughs> the mobile one. Oh, right, yeah. The, the they all pho- don't got the, phones? The, the phone overheater. <laughs> just, uh. Remember when they announced that? Just audible boos from the crowd. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the Diablo, The new Diablo experience you've been waiting for. On mobile. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I I I have played another game. Okay. One. Um, one other new game that we haven't talked about since the last time I was on the podcast, and I don't know how many listeners we have. I know some of the listeners we have might know me personally, but anyway, I have a daughter now. That's why I have much less time to play. But it also means that I've entered a new phase of, of gaming. One-handed games, <laughs> holding a baby in one arm, and I've got to play the games with a with with, with one hand. And so, uh, in that in that in that vein, I, I played a bit of this game called Peglin. Mm-hmm. It's basically Pagel, but a roguelike. Yep. It's uh, it's okay. It's in early access, so I guess maybe I shouldn't be too hard on it. But it feels unfinished. Oh, really? But it's in early access. So, <laughs> so it, it is unfinished. It is unfinished. <laughs> As advertised. As advertised. The, the, the true test of early access is will it reach that finished state? Will it reach the... <laughs> will it reach finished? I, it has... You know, it's gotten some new characters. It, when I first started playing it, it had, had one character. Now I think it has four. So things are happening. The game's, the game's all right, though. I, I don't know. I feel like something about the core gameplay is a bit off. It's not bad, but... Like, Peggle's better? Well, I mean, Peggle... I mean, yeah, they use the same, like, pachinko mechanics, basically. But Peggle's a different game. game. <laughs> like, well, you're, you're not trying to kill a bunch of enemies like, in Peggle. You're just trying to get a bunch despite of... Despite being of... a roguelike, a lot of them actual, like, maps, like, the actual pegboard layouts are reused and the same. So it's not like it's generating new right. pegboard layouts. Okay. Like, it's the same pegboard layouts, basically, every time you play, in different orders. Maybe with different enemies, which are mostly just an excuse for hitting lots of pegs in one shot. Uh, so essentially, it's like, yeah, instead of Peggle, where it's just a scoring mechanism, uh, in, yeah, in Peglin, you're, 
you're sort of on the clock and that the enemies get close to you and you have to kill them before they get close and then do damage to you which is all right uh that's fine it works mm -hmm. but yeah i don't know something about the core mechanics just feel like they don't work it feels like there's one strategy that works well that's massively overpowered which is anything around bombs like upgrading the bombs and getting bomb synergy is so much better than any other upgrades in the game or any other like interesting ball effects because the balls can do different things like there's a magnetic ball and there's bomb balls and there's bombs that there's like balls that make crit pegs and refresh pegs but everything's worse than just like going on bomb maxing runs <laughs> get all the bomb upgrades you can get all the bomb like ball like balls that you can you'll win every time and if you don't get those the game is a lot harder because everything else is way way worse than that mm -hmm. uh so just like the balance on the upgrades and stuff feels a bit a bit just feels a bit off to me so yeah i don't know well you know speaking it's okay i i don't know i wouldn't really as it is now i wouldn't recommend it to be honest unless you like really love peggle and i was just playing some peggle last night out of boredom from my internet <laughs> <laughs> and waiting for a video to render <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know but like it like i said it's an early access it could get better now if you need some games that you can play one-handed emulated phoenix right oh. you can play that entirely with the mouse because you can play that game entirely yeah. with the dutch screen that's true so actually i <laughs> i mean I, ha I still have my ds it still works so it's got it on there yeah well i mean you, it's a little bit more difficult to hold a baby a ds and the stylus i'm talking playing it on a, a yeah. pc emulator yeah with the mouse. just try not to wake the baby with the mandatory having to yell into the mic objection if you wait long <laughs> enough it'll do it for you okay and technically you can just blow into the microphone your pc mm. microphone if you, depending on the emulator you're using yeah it's, i mean that's it, all you, that's... you think that game's using like like uh you know speech recognition to to determine if you're actually saying objection no. or not no the, the ds microphone's a piece of shit yeah <laughs> yeah you literally just blow into it for the... anything that's exactly that's the most i used the ds mic for was blowing up balloons in mario kart yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh man that's a throwback that's a throwback uh so yeah I, I have one more game uh that i want to talk about a little bit um and it's it's gotcha time it's honkai star rail oh my god <laughs> I played like an hour, hour and a half of that. I, okay, I so so I, Fortnite got Matt, Honkai Star Rail got Santo. Well, I haven't spent any money on it. Okay, <laughs> and I honestly haven't spent all that much time playing it either. I've kind of enjoyed what I've played, but it's a lot like Control. In the A, there's like weird objects of power in, in the plot. Yeah, there's this like weird like random, like. Uh, it hasn't figured too much into the plot so far. It's just like a lot of stuff for like side uh, quests and like lore reasons and stuff like that. But also, there's so much fucking text in this game. Holy shit. Like a lot of the like just like things in the environment you can like click on like five times and the dialogue will get increasingly more manic. Like the writing's good, but there's too way too much text in the game. Uh, yeah, and and that, that's part of what kind of 
sold like just hearing about the writing that's kind of what sold me on like giving it a shot but same here i was just seeing all the gotcha elements again same same thing as when i tried genshin impact just seeing all the gotcha elements is just completely what turned me off and it's just like i i can't <laughs> yeah it's i mean the ads are just the same same anime waifu as all the other gotcha games yeah <laughs> there we go uh, and and some anime husbandos. Yeah, can't forget the husbandos. Yeah, um, but like it's fine. Like the reason I decided to try this out instead of like Genshin or uh, Honkai Impact Third or whatever is because it's like a turn-based uh, battle system. But the combat is very rudimentary. Uh, your characters can only either do like a basic attack, one skill, or one ultimate when a meter charges up. So there's not a the combat's too simplistic for my taste and like there's no there's not much strategy there at all it's just like you're you know pressing the stuff and then blowing up the enemies and trying to hit weaknesses it's like it's pretty bare bones that's one of the reasons why i haven't really gone back to it all that much but like in terms of just almost like almost like an even more dumbed down persona well like persona at least like it's flashy well, I guess they're both very flashy. From what oh, I'm yeah. Saying. Like, well, I'll say is that, like, I think, like, say what you want about anime waifus and stuff. I think the game looks really, really oh, yeah. good. Like the, uh, like the, I don't know, you want to call it cell shading or whatever, but the shading on all yeah. the characters looks really good. The animations are really fluid. Like, they, this is, you know, high fucking budget. Yeah. Mi- MiHoYo's games, they're not cheaply made games. These are, they are high budget games and they look like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the thing that I'll say like is different than like Persona and stuff like that is like, you know, Persona, at least like your characters have a lot more things that they can do and you can like switch your main character's Persona yeah. on the fly to like match your situation. This like, you have your party of four that you make with your gotcha characters who you may or may not have certain abilities depending on how, how hard you gotcha. <laughs> like you, you're not going to have every character unless you whale, are a yeah. whale. Uh, so like right now I'm playing with like, I have a character that can put a shield on, which is one of the free to play characters that you can get. And like, I'm not playing with a healer, for example, like I have no ability to heal mid battle. Like there's not items that you can use mid battle either. All the, all the consumables you use pre battle, and those affect you in balance, stuff like that. So it's it's an awkward playing game. Um, it's like the the entire structure of it being this you know turn based RPG gotcha thing. I think doesn't work at all. But the game does have a lot of personality to it. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know. It's not something I would recommend, but it's an interesting. It's a curiosity, I'll say. Curiosity. <laughs> yeah. No. I, like looking at that game, like just looking at the menus and everything, it, it, it there's a lot of assets from Genshin there, just in terms of like the UI and stuff. But it's yeah. like it's basically Genshin, which is fantasy themed, but sci-fi themed, and instead of hack and slash combat, it's just uh, turn-based. Yeah. Well, Honkai Impact was like sci-fi, like space stuff, I think. Yeah, like. I, 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 I'm a sucker for a mix of like sci-fi and fantasy. Techno magic. Yep. Yeah. Techno magic. <laughs> Techno magic. My favorite Daft Punk song. 
my least favorite Daft Punk song. I hate that. I hate, hate Technologic. It's <laughs> I, I really don't like that song. But somehow more repetitive than uh, Around the World. It feels like it. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Around the World. Around the World has three times as many unique lyrics. No, no. Technologic has a lot of lyrics. They just are bad. Oh yeah, I guess it does. I must be thinking. Of, I. You know what? There's probably a remix that only has the one the, word. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, that's that's everything I've been playing. I guess is that it? Yeah. I guess I'll wrap it up. Yeah, I guess there's one, one, one last thing I'd like to bring up here at the end, though. Uh, Cursed Halo is back. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, at, at the time of recording this, episode 11 is out. Uh, 12 is in the pipeline. I'm just unsure of when to schedule it. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Yep. Because we got other videos on the channel, too. Yep. Uh, like our re recurring series, A Mediocre Monthlies, which we're going to record after this. And it's going to be a... Uh... It's going to be cancer. Oh God! <laughs> sure, let's go with that as the as the pun du jour. Uh, uh, and we also, you know, are got other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so if you want to leave us a comment on this year YouTube channel, we'll uh, you know address it, and maybe even on the next podcast. And if you want to email us, uh, you can always do so at three levels deep at outlook.com. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, the summer as it is right now and i hope that the fan that's been constantly blowing throughout this recording uh, doesn't actually show up on it <laughs> yep all right so i mean it's not our biggest fan no that's you whoever you are listening to this right now you're our biggest fan thank you george from kentucky <laughs> i thought it was rodriguez from mexico <laughs>